0: snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle, touchdown, Houston! And the Texans
1: go in front!
2: Game day is every day.
3: We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. (laughs)
1: The ball is out, the Texans say they have it, and they do!
2: Now, it's Texans All Access.
4: Welcome everybody to Wednesday edition of Texans All Access on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday evening. Glad you're spending a few minutes with me, actually about 120 minutes, hopefully, right here in Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. And looking forward to Sunday. I I think I'm ready for this one, maybe more so than any of the others, because it's sort of desperation time. I want to get this team to Sunday and get a win and get off the schneid and start to play football like this team knows it can play and play at that level. And I feel like they did some really good things at Pittsburgh and then things that didn't allow them to win the football game. But hopefully by the time they get to Sunday taking on a Minnesota Vikings team that's also 0 and 3. A lot of similarities between these teams. Both coaches hired in 2014, both teams won wild card rounds last week or last year, uh, one in the wild card round last year. Uh, teams that are 0-3, but two 0-3 teams that lost to two 3-0 teams and a 2-1 team. Combined record 8-1 that they've lost to. So some similarities within these two teams as they trudge towards Sunday afternoon. Kickoff is at noon. Hopefully I've been clear about that, but it's always good for a reminder. And fans in the stands I can't wait just to see people in there cheering, to have that sound, that noise that I'm used to, that we're all used to, is going to be kind of cool. And to have it for the Texans will be kind of fun. And I said last night, I think it was last night, maybe Monday, talking to Mark about this the one thing that's just so strange about going to that game or going to a game there's no fans, you know, Pittsburgh scores the touchdown that puts them ahead. And had that happened, it's never fun to listen to. But you're just used to it. You see him go across the goal line and the stadium just goes nuts. And you know, I thought about that when we were playing the Ravens. And when Brandy Cooks caught that pass down in the down near the ten yard line and the Texans were gonna go up on the board. And then they he hits fells, Sean hits fells for that touchdown. Man, NRG would have erupted. Erupted. And then maybe the team plays with some juice at that point, um, above what they were playing with, and who knows? But It'll be nice to at least have a smattering of fans throughout the building on Sunday. They won't be near my moat, which they'll be about 8 to 10 rows away, but uh, I'll wave to you guys, uh, socially distanced, of course, and we can enjoy this one against the Minnesota Vikings. All right, we got a lot to do tonight. We got our Men Behind the Mic segment. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, joining Mark Vandermeer. We've got our In the Lab segment that Drew and I did. What are the non-negotiables? for winning this game that you just have to have to win this game against the Minnesota Vikings. Mark's going to join me. We're going to chat about this one as well. DP, sitting with her Behind Enemy Sidelines work. It's tremendous. And this week, it's a writer from Vikings.com. Eric Smith and then Drew Doherty and 12 Questions this week with Michael Thomas of your Houston Texans. So, that is your lineup. And we... Get things going tonight with our hot reads. And the first hot read on a Wednesday is Texans Audio Jukebox. All right, let's spin the dial here and see what we end up with. And, of course, we start with the head coach of your Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien. And right out of the chute, he was asked about,
5: what about Earl Thomas? We had a unique uh, past couple days here, so we lost uh, AJ Moore in the game on uh, Sunday, and so whenever that happens at any position, you know we we get together, we look at our own team, what can we do with our own team? We look at what's out on the street, and then uh, yesterday, um, you know, early in the morning, we we got a uh, we got a phone call from the league relative to Minnesota Tennessee, uh, what was going on there with those two teams? So they just you know, basically, hey, just relative to our game this Sunday. So we decided to – we had a bunch of guys in here ready to work out. We said instead of keeping those guys holed up in a hotel, potentially, you know, to be there for several days, we didn't know at that point that uh, it was better for us to just cancel the workouts. We had several workouts. Earl Thomas uh, is a hell of a player. Um, He's had a great career. And, you know, again, we had a bunch of guys in, and we decided to cancel – and you know we'll see how it goes, you know, moving forward. But that's really what it was. It's not, uh, it's not anything other than that. And you know, we've got a lot of respect for Earl. So there you go, straight from the boss man's mouth, Earl Thomas.
4: COVID. That just sometimes those things happen for whatever reason. And look, maybe it gets investigated down the road. Maybe not. But sometimes the timing just isn't right on things, and maybe this is one of those situations. So uh, there you go, Earl Thomas not going to be a texan. Now, a guy that won't be a texan because he just re-upped with the Minnesota Vikings and signed a long-term deal. That's Dalvin Cook, one of the more dynamic running backs in the entire league. 22 carries for 181 yards last week against the Tennessee Titans. Man, he's going to be a tough to stop. And coach talked about him today.
5: Great player, uh very fast, you know, excellent vision. Um, you know, one of the better backs in the league, you know, uh and then, you know, now he's in the Scheme with uh the past couple of years with with Coach Kubiak and the zone running scheme, so it 's a very very difficult challenge we're um, going to have to do a good job of you know fundamental football setting the edge, playing good gap control, and then tackling you know if if he gets into the secondary or gets around the edge, you know he's got great speed so you're, you're going to have an issue, so we got to do a great job
4: for the first time in NFL history that we are aware of, but i don't think it's possible anywhere else. But here in Houston on Sunday, all three Houston Texans head coaches will be in the building at once. Dom Capers is a special defensive assistant for the Vikings, as Gary Kubiak is the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, and of course, Bill O'Brien will be there as well as the head coach of the Texans currently. And Coach was asked about Dom Capers, who he coached with in New England, and Gary Kubiak, who he's
5: gotten to know over the past few years. I coached with Dom. Dom was a secondary coach in 2008 in New England. I was a wide receiver coach, so I, I coached with Dom. Um, I have tremendous respect for Gary. I think they probably need to get a picture of that, the three of us on the field at the same time on Sunday. Uh, but I have tremendous respect for Dom. Um, you know, I'll take a minute here to talk about it. I mean, to, to be the first head coach of an expansion, you know, a team that was a brand-new team and to, uh, you know, lay the foundation – uh, for that organization you know there's a lot that goes into that there's a ton that goes into that dom's very meticulous very organized guy i learned a ton from dom when i worked with him um we spent a lot of time together because that's how we did it in new england the db coach and the and the receiver coach would spend a lot of time together and so i i know dom well and I have a ton of respect for him uh, i know coach kubiak um every time I've seen Gary at the combine or wherever, when he was a head coach, I see him at the owner's meeting, he and his wife, they're the, they're the best people. They're the nicest people. Um, they, they are very supportive of, of us here in Houston. They, they love, you know, Texas, they love Houston. They still own a home, a ranch, you know, I think it's 50 miles North of here. Um, and you know, they're, I know their son that, that coaches over at strake, just an excellent family. So, Uh, you know the coaching fraternity is once you get up to this level you you start to know people and jobs sometimes overlap and uh, you know I think in that case it's a good thing because those are two guys that I look up to and and they're they're really great uh, great guys all right let's spin the jukebox yet again see what we come up with
4: next and how about the quarterback of your Texans Deshaun Watson and he was asked what they need to do to get it done against the Vikings. Uh, just create a rhythm, get in a,
3: a, a balance, and just really just uh, get on the same page as the, as you know, office coordinator, quarterback, you know, communicating with the guys and, you know, just, you know, doing things that we're, you know, comfortable doing.
4: Uh, that's pretty much it. Deshaun is obviously so confident. You see it there. Look, we just have to do the few thing a few things better than we've been doing them and do the things that we know. We don't have to overextend ourselves. We just have to execute and get it done. I mean, he's pretty much right on point about that. No doubt uh, about it. All right. He was asked a little later about, is he running less by design? He only ran, I think, one time. I think he had only one carry the other day. It was for five yards. It was the beginning of a first down or beginning of a drive. He ran for five yards. I think it was the longest first down play or second longest first down play of the day. Here's was his response to running a little less by design.
3: Right, just the course of the game. Uh, there's definitely an emphasis that the Steelers was that I found out after the game um, that they were trying to do. Make sure that you know I try to keep the ball out of my hands and things like that. Same thing with Baltimore. They had a, a scheme. And, and then same thing with KC, especially on third down. Um, with a spy guy, so um, you know each team is is definitely going to prep for that. But um, you know, I just it's just the course of the game and what we'll the play callers we call it's not necessarily a game plan thing.
4: Two players that the Texans had better know where they are on every single play this week. There's a guy the Texans know pretty well from having played him twice a year with the Jaguars. That's Yannick Ngakwe, and of course, number 22, Harrison Smith. Here's Deshaun's thoughts on those two players. Guacquai is just a guy that's, that's very athletic, very productive. Um,
3: you know, he's very, He was very productive down in Jacksonville. Um, he's doing the, the same things that he was doing in Jacksonville, but at another level with Minnesota. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a factor, so you got to make sure you, you pay attention to him and, and try to you know, get as much um, you know, attention towards him um, as possible because he can wreck a game for sure. And then, of course, Harrison Smith played a long time. I um, haven't ever played against him in, in live action other than Pro Bowl, but he's a guy that, that's very, very smart. He's got a lot of you know, disguise, and, and, and you got to make sure that you, you have eyes on him all the time. He's, he makes a lot of plays for that defense and have been doing it for years. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to play against both of those guys, two great players, and you know they're going to challenge us for sure.
4: Some great stuff there from Bill O'Brien and, of course, Deshaun Watson. All right, it's time to go with our Men Behind the Mic segment. of my favorite segments we do all week and this week it's a guy that we got to know at the combine I got to know him a little bit better Mark's known Paul Allen of the Vikings for a long time they speak together next right here on Texans All Access
2: download the Texans mobile app for news videos alerts and more on your Houston Texans
6: August Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to AEMT Raven Hernandez. Hernandez is a single mother who decided to return to school to become a first responder. She works in a small town and is setting a great example that hard work and determination can get the job done. Currently, she is serving in her community as a COVID-19 tracer, helping manage all of the current cases in her county and doing an amazing job. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate her for being our August Star of Courage Award recipient. That's a camera, isn't it?
1: There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO.
7: Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for
2: details. Saltgrass Steakhouse is the place for a great steak. Why? Because they only serve the best certified Angus beef. A saltgrass steak is unmatched, unrivaled, and unbeatable when it comes to flavor. Each tender steak is seasoned with a perfect blend of seven spices, grilled over an open flame, and topped with seasoned steak butter. Taste the
9: certified Angus beef difference today at Saltgrass Steakhouse. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G ultra-wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G Built Right, from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband, available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ooklove Speedtest Intelligence, data Q2 2020. If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the
10: next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun.
2: This is Texans Radio.
11: For the fifth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank-you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food-insecure people in the Houston community.
6: With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us.
12: To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
0: There is positive energy everywhere. Yes, even this year. Reliant and the Houston Texans are powering a brighter future for students across the city. Through the Scholarship for Champions program, they've committed over a half million dollars to make college dreams a reality for Houston students. And this season, they're helping students connect to the classroom with the technology tools and programming they need to truly succeed. Reliant is proud to give back to our hometown and invest in our future leaders because kids will power a brighter future for all of us. Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans.
6: Hey parents and teachers, we know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge presented by Schlumberger is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com slash community.
13: He's the General John McClain.
14: They're not looking at Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is out. They had a lot of internal discussion and before he had a chance to work out, they sent him home. So they'll do something to get a third safety. Maybe they'll bring somebody up from the practice squad or sign another veteran. I don't know who it is. I just know Dead Earl Thomas is a dead issue.
13: John McClain is exclusively on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. 610. 610. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game?
2: Extra points Saturday nights at 10:30 or after the late local news on ABC 13.
4: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into a Wednesday edition. Of Texas All-Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. The last time that we really were out and about somewhere, anywhere, was at the NFL Combine. And when we were there, Mark and I had an opportunity to catch up with our next guest, and I really got a chance to meet the voice, the Vox of the Vikings, Paul Allen. And he was really fun to talk to. We talked to Jeff Joniak of the Bears. We've always had good rapport with Mike Keith of the Titans, and Matt Taylor the Colts. We know Frank, and I've known Frank for a long time. Frank Frange, the voice of the Jags. But Paul Allen I was really excited to meet. He's very fun to listen to because he calls a game with a ton of emotion, wearing his emotions on his sleeve. Well, it's time for our Men Behind the Mics segment this week, and it's Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, with our voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, take it away.
0: Paul, great to have you on. And how's it going so far? Wait a minute, I should phrase that differently because I think we're in a similar situation here at 0 3. Not very enjoyable, is it?
8: No, it's not at all. You know, and and Mark, first of all, thanks for having me on. Secondly, you know, with the with the Titans incurring um, a COVID problem early in the week, you know, and us having played the Titans last Sunday, well, that you know that that throws something else legitimately into the mix into this Texans game. Simply from a mental standpoint with, uh, you know, the facility, uh, not being open X amount of days. And, um, and, and you know, man, distractions are the ultimate equalizer. So, uh, in, in game one, you know, I, I've called 300 some odd games, um, as long as you, right around 19 years. And, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers performance in game one with no fans is the single greatest most dominant quarterback performance i have ever witnessed live in my life and then the next game where we're at indy it was terrible we were just awful and then you know we we fire a bullet offensively against tennessee and get run down at the wire so it's i i just i've never seen anything like this in 19 years and um, hopefully we can win this weekend
0: Just looking at the numbers from that Vikings-Titans game, I mean, you run it for over 200 yards, and usually when that happens, it's a win going away, but were turnovers the great equalizer in that one? How did you see it?
8: Well, you you know what, Bud? Um, we're, We're the only team in the history of the NFL to have a running back and receiver in the same game with 175 yards or more in the same game, I mean, and we lost, so Yes, yes, giving the ball to them. Cook did it early. Um, Cousins had a bad one right out of halftime, uh, because we had some momentum going into the locker room, got the ball to start the second half. The, the Titans hadn't mugged the A gap at all the first half. They, they did it on, on a given play and both guys came. One got through. Cousins freaked out, threw it to the right, went right to Jonathan Joseph. Should have been a pick six. Bad call in Jadeveon Clowney. So that that was a gut punch, and really, after that, the Vikings offense responded. defense might have gotten a little tired, but yeah, man, turnovers, you know tur- turnovers for the balance of the season have been bad. up into that Titans game, amazingly, we we were getting outscored 43 to three in quarters two and three, and they, they were just haymakers being delivered. And um you know the at the end of the equation, the injury situation mark uh, that that they've had here early. Uh, not having Daniil Hunter and losing Anthony Barr for the season, uh, it's been unbelievable, and uh, and they're paying for it now.
0: Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, joining us on Texans Radio. Okay, the offense is coached by Gary Kubiak. So what are you seeing that's different? I know that you haven't gotten any wins yet. You had a big output in yardage and points last week. What are you seeing from the Kubiak attack?
8: You know, man, one of the uh, most exciting facets of the, this game Sunday for me is mentor- versus Tyro in that Anthony Weaver played for Gary for you guys, you know, and Gary has immense respect for Anthony, you know, but, but here, Gary's the mentor, Anthony's calling plays for the first time in his career. So I think that is a really cool dynamic. And I got a lot of respect for Anthony with Gary. It's very interesting because, you know, Kubiak was the assistant head coach and, and helped Kevin Stefanski coordinate the offense last year kevin becomes head coach at cleveland so you never really knew how much kevin was doing and and what influence gary had now you know there have been times where it just looks like cousins hasn't completely been as comfortable as he was last year and that that could be a new voice coming into the helmet um different defensive ways people are combating the zone scheme so uh Gary's fantastic. I mean, he's unbelievably good at what he does Um, at this stage of his career. He still cares as much as he ever has. And uh, the offense is going to be a constant for this team all season.
0: It's probably not making the rounds up there, but you do have Dom Capers on the staff as well. So Sunday, all three head coaches in the history of the Texans franchise will be in the building together working at that game and you probably haven't had much interaction with capers because of covid and everything but it is a unique dynamic to have those three around. yeah yeah
8: there's no doubt and um you know actually right before you know the uh the pandemic purge in march i had a chance to uh chat with dom a little bit in february early march you know right around combine time and man he's just um and you know and, and i don't know what you remember about him but just just a very smiley peaceful man a man very secure in his faith, very, uh, you know, very open with talking about scripture and the gospel. And, and I'm really into that. And you know, so he's just a very kind man.
0: Yeah, he's a wonderful guy, Paul. The day he was fired, he still did his coach's show. That's what kind of man he is. And it was an awesome show. As you can imagine, we had a, a lot of memories to discuss, and his coaching history is just incredible. Paul Allen with us, voice of the Vikings. Okay, where are we at now in the career evaluation of Cousins?
8: You know, it's, um, it, it's weird because at, in facets of the first game against Green Bay, at home but no fans he was really, really good. And then there were some problems. Um, I I, I thought it was below average at best against Indianapolis. And, um, and then mostly he threw some wonderful, wonderful passes in the Titans game, you know, but, but he also threw that bad pick. And then our final two drives, man, we're trying to win it. It was just terrible. And Mm -hmm. there were just, you know, uh, bad snaps and stuff like that. So you know, it, it's Kirk's been in the league a while and a lot of people are focusing on no preseason, like like for the Texans, man. It's when I started deep diving your squad, one of the first things that jumped out at me is the offensive coordinator has had one season of calling plays, if he even does that. But the defensive coordinator and the special teams coordinator, it's the first year for them. Yeah. With with not calling games in the preseason. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's unbelievably tough. So so I, I have a high level of respect for those guys doing what they're doing. Um, but it's not just new players or rookies or players who have gone to other teams who are missing those preseason reps and those preseason practices. You know, maybe Cousins needed the, the time he would play in preseasons games one, two, and three to get up to speed. So now that those three games are done and and, you know, what we saw from rookie Justin Jefferson, it's clear he needed preseason. He's come together. You know, we, we got a bunch of young corners who really, really struggled early. They're getting better. And Cousins is getting better, too. But from a comfortability standpoint, quite honest, honestly, I think he just missed preseason.
0: All right. So Justin Jefferson has that breakout game. Who does he remind you of who's played this game, if anybody?
8: Um. You know, he wears number 18. It's convenient to go to Sydney Rice 2009 season with Favre. Uh, Sydney was taller than Justin. But the reason I say Sydney is we, we, for whatever the reason, Mark, have not thrown many 50-50 balls around here. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, get Texans fans to belabor maybe their favorite player, DeAndre Hopkins, no longer being there. But just think about Watson throwing up that 50-50 to Hopkins and, and how good DeAndre and players like that are. Well, with Diggs and Thielen, we just never did it. Now, with Jefferson, unbelievable leaping ability, and there was a an outbreaking route to the left of Cousins where Kirk dropped in a dime, but it was 50-50 with Malcolm Butler. And the body control, leaping ability, and composure Justin had on that play to win the 50-50, that was unbelievably eye-opening to me, A, that we're starting to do that, and B... The poise he had when he brought it down. So, you know, I think the the Sidney Rice would be the answer, ma'am. All
0: right. Tell me about the Vikings defense. What are you seeing so far? Obviously, too many points for the opponent, but tell me what the upside is as we march on through the season here.
14: Well,
8: in in Zimmer's reign here, I and we never have seen anything like this. Um, he's unbelievably good coaching defense. Now, I mean, in, in in case the the audience or you don't remember, I mean. In in our New Orleans playoff game, he he pulled off one of the fantastic tricks that I've ever seen. You know, in up to and I saw it all week during practice. But again, you 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 need to see it work before you can say that it w- it was a novel idea. He took defensive ends Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin and moved them inside for the whole first half. Breeze had no idea what was coming, and Andrews Pete and Larry Warford couldn't handle him. So so. That right there dictated the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. Zimmer does stuff like that. that. That's how ingenious he can be. Now with this defense, no Daniel Hunter first three games. They trade a second and a fifth for Unique and Gakwe. You know more about him than me, but we're starting to figure out, you know, pass rush setting up moves looks to be really good. Couple of sacks, strip sacks in um, successive games, um, and it's coming together. But you know he are there there with Unique. You know, I think you need a complimentary guy so he can really do his thing. Um, our defensive line pass rush has basically been non-existent outside of Ngakwe. Uh we lose barr for the season. Eric Kendricks like Bernard uh Bernard Rick McKinney. They came out of the same draft. They're both incredibly good. I I think Eric's the best pass covering linebacker in the NFL, maybe this side of Darius Leonard. Then in the secondary, the safeties, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Um, they're both really, really good. A uh, 22, Smith had an unbelievably good game against Tennessee. Uh, now you get to the corners. The familiar names, Xavier Rhodes, who, who um, you'll see with the Colts, and uh, Trey Waynes and uh, Mackenzie Alexander, they're all gone. So now you draft Jeff Gladney from TCU, played nine plays against the Packers, had a rough, rough game against Philip Rivers in Indianapolis, had a rough quarter and a half against Tannehill, then it clicked he started to get better and and so gladney's coming together other side of that third year guy Holton hill college free agent you know who's doing okay but uh, the best corner they have is cam dansler a third round pick from uh, mississippi state um and and he hasn't played the last two games so I, so i told you ma'am you know in in this nearly two decades i've done this with these injuries right now I've never seen anything like it in my career. Mm.
0: That is so tough. Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings with us. A couple more for you. You played the Colts. It did not go well. You were at Indy. Give me a little scouting report on them. How do they look? Was it just a bad day for the Vikings or can they be that good?
8: Well, with the with the Indianapolis Colts, you know, the obviously that offensive line, which you know more about than me. I mean, the the, the Frank Reich and, and that staff, they took Quentin Nelson the best overall offensive lineman in the NFL, uh, any position. And they're so good at identifying one or two players that they, they just want to mash on. But when you're hurt like us, it made it easier for them. So Nelson dictated a lot of things in the running game that we don't usually see. Uh, thus, Taylor went for a 100 and change. Um, they, they lost Paris Campbell early in that game. T.Y. Hilton had a nondescript game. Uh, this tight end, Mo Alley-Cox, the, uh, the basketball player, he got us. He's not as good as um, as we made him look, uh, but he had a good game. And, you know, Dar- Darius Leonard, man, I mean, it's the first time I've seen him. He's unbelievable. And some of, some of these plays he makes in pass coverage with just what he takes away and makes you throw it other directions. When I watched that game back, I was like, this Darius Leonard's unbelievable.
6: Mm.
0: All right. Well, thanks a lot. I was hoping for a less uh, glowing review of them. Paul, what about broadcasting during this coronavirus era we're in? Uh, we see the NBA in the bubble, the NHL. Uh, we've seen all the sports, and obviously the NFL we're handling in a specific way radio-wise. What are you thinking so far?
8: Uh, it's okay. I mean, you know, I think I think y- you can appreciate this, that God bless the fans, and, and I wish every stadium was full. And at US Bank Stadium, man, with where they put me on the 30 behind the Vikings bench, I got fans right in front of me. So, you know, I've gotten to know these people. But when the when when the game takes off, you know, it, it's it's almost like the fans aren't there because you're so hyper focused on the game. Right. So actually when I get into the game, it's okay. What what's really stunning me and what's really saddening me is during the Star Spangled Banner or the Anthems, you know, that that's a very personal, private Quiet, peaceful, prayer laden moment. And there's a certain stimulation or buzz that usually is in the building during that time. And then there's not, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, you've called games at Kansas City. Uh, it's, it's for my taste. It's, it's my least favorite booth in the NFL because it's enclosed. Right. Um, so you just, you know, Hey, we're at Arrowhead with all these rabid fans and we can't feel them. It just sucks. Yeah. Um, but you know, with, with our home games, we've had two of them. We close our glass because I got the coaches right next to us. So, I mean, you know, we have a tendency to get loud doing what we're doing. And I respect, you know, that they don't want any distractions or to hear anything. But, you know, no fans, glass is closed. It's, uh, you know, it's a little sterile. Been okay. We can't we're, – we're not winning. So that plays into it. Now, the um, the one game I called off TV against Indianapolis, got the TV copy, got the All-22. Um, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I, I think I did a good job. I had some misidentifications in there. It was a terrible game. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be the one that complains about every little thing because there are too many people like that in the world now. Mm -hmm. And the people to whom you're complaining, they have a list of 50 things that are bugging them too. (laughs) So you just made it 51. (laughs) So I've really gotten, I've really matured and gotten good at, you know, picking my proverbial fights when it comes to, radio, broadcasting, where I can go, who I can talk to, the whole thing. And I, I think that's best for everybody involved.
0: Well put. Great wisdom there, Paul. One more. Horse racing. What's up with that sport? I don't know how you call that. I mean, because that's like 10 races a day, and you have the colored helmets or whatever you're doing to identify these different horses. That's ridiculous.
8: I think what we need to do, ma'am, is let me see. What's by you, Ratama? Uh oh, no, Sam San
0: Houston. Houston, yeah.
8: Yeah, Ritama's by San Antonio. I gotta figure out who the announcer is down there and I gotta come down there and you and I go mm-hmm. and uh maybe for a charity or something we have you call a race.
0: I've done and quarter uh, horses before, like the you know, the hundred yard dash or whatever it is, you know.
8: Well that's easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the quarter horse bit's easy because like if I haven't memorized the silks, you yeah. know, and and are and the race is gonna be thirteen seconds, it seriously can be in there. Racing photo finish. Yeah. Now, I would never do that, <laughs> but you can do that um, with uh, the Preaknesses this weekend. Nobody cares about the Triple Crown this year uh, because of the, the just the every just out, out of what's order in the minds of everybody else. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, when Belmont Derby, Preakness this weekend, Breeders' Cup coming up after that, and you know there um, there are minimal fans or no fans at racetracks and. You know, that, th- this whole thing actually has helped me a little bit into the biking season because, you know, when the pandemic hit and every, everything scattered, I, I and my producer along with eight others continued doing our radio show at Cape So I was in the office and uh, around people. So then the racetrack begins June 10th, no fans, and I'm at the track around people. And um, and so therefore that continued, likewise with the football team for the most part. So it's just I just feel for people, man, who, you know, like went virtual in March and then in say in September, October, November, it's like, all right, well, everybody's coming back and it's got to be normal. It's not going to be normal, you know, right. because you don't know who 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 a is working in fear and I'm not mad at them. And on the other side, you don't know who's cavalier and they're like, this whole thing's a hoax. It's made up and I'm never wearing a mask, but they exist. Right. So and then now they're reintegrating. So it's um the 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 mental the the mental situation March to now is something I'm very cognizant of, something I respect greatly and, um, you know, something that I don't think enough people focus on.
0: Paul, outstanding stuff. We really appreciate the visit, and we look forward to the game on Sunday, however we bring it to people.
8: Hey, man, I can't wait to get down there and hang out with you.
0: Oh. All right. Well,
8: you know what? Since I'm calling it off TV and uh, you'll be at the stadium, I think I'm going to try to make you – to throw you off a little bit and text you
0: during the game. Do it. Do it. Looking forward Ah. to it, Paul. Thanks. All right. See you, Mark. I'm telling you, he
4: was one of the more fun interviews we did at the Combine and actually talked to him for a long time afterwards. That is Paul Allen. The voice of the Minnesota Vikings. All right, we get back. Drew Doherty and I jump into our in the lab this week. This felt like a pretty good one, even though we're 0-3. Felt like this was a really fun in the lab. We'll have that for you next right here in Texans All Access.
2: For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com.
9: At Amity Bank, it's all about relationships. And in talking with our customers,
15: we found a consistent theme.
6: Having a banking professional speak to me on a personal level has meant a lot. Amogee Bank made it happen for us.
15: They make you feel important. You don't get that everywhere.
16: Thank you to Amogee Bank from all of us and all of our families.
15: From
9: our fans to yours. Here's to more family, business, and banking. Amogee Bank, Science Bank Corporation, N.A. and FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans.
17: Today tastes like game day at home like assigned couch seating (laughs) tastes like coffee table dining and an ice cold coke to cool down the heat it tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life (laughs) today tastes like watching football is supposed to and it never tasted this good Coca-Cola together tastes better
18: hyundai the longer you look the more the risks like hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year 100 mile powertrain limited warranty visit your hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around there really is
17: a lot to like. now get zero percent apr and make no payments for 90 days on the sonata or get two thousand dollars in savings plus 750 disaster relief cash for well qualified buyers only offers end 11 call 469-613-0227 for more offer details yeah! We're here in Energy
1: Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're
9: celebrating Daikin opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing.
1: Wow, those are some winning Daikin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, 2, Woo! Air
13: Intelligence!
2: This is Texans Radio.
13: He's the General. John McClain.
14: They're not looking at Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is out. They had a lot of internal discussion, and before he had a chance to work out, they sent him home. So they'll do something to get a third safety. Maybe they'll bring somebody up from the practice squad or sign another veteran. I don't know who it is. I just know dead pro thomas is a dead issue
13: john mcclain is exclusively on houston's sports leader sports radio 610
17: here at academy sports and outdoors we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love so whether you're planning a fishing trip heading out for a run prepping your lease or playing sports in the backyard we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors all at prices you'll love And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there.
16: to a child time spent outside is never a waste play is a job and a serious one at that and each day is a new opportunity for adventure at texas children's hospital we're all about happy healthy kids and as the official children's hospital of the houston texans and local sponsor of play 60 we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house play never goes out of style
12: The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com.
2: What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13.
4: What's up everybody? Welcome back into a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. I am your host John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. Each and every Tuesday, Drew Doherty and I sit down for our In The Lab podcast. We sat down yesterday to do this. We obviously preview the rest of the week and who the Texans are facing at the end of the week, but I think Drew points out something very interesting and something worth noting right off the bat. There's a little bit of
10: uncertainty in the air, so we're about to say some stuff, and there's a chance, although I I don't think it'll happen, but there's a chance a lot of what we say will be termed irrelevant, uh, whether it's football stuff or covid stuff either way uh there's a lot going on and first of all it's good to talk with you you doing all right
4: yeah man it's good to see you again um you know it was a tough day in pittsburgh you know a beautiful day in the steel city and you know drew it's interesting we take all these trips and been on many many trips and pittsburgh is one of my favorite places to go unfortunately this one was it was tough because we were we were, you know, essentially when you go with the team on the, on the trip, you're just locked down. You can't go anywhere. So I just stayed in a motel. I watched a lot of college football, so that's fine. That's a, it's a nice consolation prize. But we were in a great downtown location. Like when you looked out my window, you could see PNC Park not even a quarter of a mile down the street. And Heinz mm-hmm. Field is just on the other side of that. And that was a little bit of a walk there. But still, it's a really kind of vibrant area right there on the river. And, you know, we had to stay in our hotel. It's a really cool town. I mean, I think people think of Pittsburgh and think of the steel city. I mean, I have mentioned this. I country. always had a
10: bad it's impression of way. it from growing up, and it's, it's gorgeous. Great, it's yeah, such it's a gorgeous a great town. city.
4: It was so gorgeous. Some of the trees were starting to change color. Um, it was about 75 degrees. It did get a little salty down on the field um, at times. It was somewhere between 78 to 80 on the field. And, and look, we're we're used to that to a degree. But – still playing a game and you're on the field for a long time in that second half. The defense wasn't particular. It's, there's no, there's no real secret why that defense sort of kind of wilted in the second half against the Steelers. Yeah.
10: I don't even want to talk about the Steelers. (laughs) I mean, like I, let's hop into non-negotiables this weekend. I'm going to go kind of weird. Okay. Let's go two minute offense until it gets stopped. Let's do that offense that the Texans were running end of the the first half Mm -hmm. and let's. Just clip down the field and see what you can do. Now, if it gets stopped, okay, then let's switch things back up. Let's let's see what else is working. But make someone stop that offense because that's as gorgeous a drive as I've ever seen the Texans uh, have. Now, you've had one play drives where you hit Will Fuller deep and it's a touchdown, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But I'm talking about bang, 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 bang. Didn't face a second down, I think, maybe on that drive. Because Maybe, I believe yeah. the completion was like twenty twenty seventeen thirty. Yeah, they were yeah. just clipping up the field. Now it's a different defense. It's a different set of of, of uh, challenges that the Vikings will present as opposed to the Steelers. But let's go with that tempo. Let's go with that personnel grouping, and let's go with that idea that we're going to attack and we're going to go after these guys and mm-hmm. we're going to make you cover all this speed that we've heard about at wide
4: receiver and at the running back spot and at tight end all off-season long. What do you think? You cool with that? I am right there with you, man. This is something I've been preaching for the last couple of years. I would like to see them do it. And I thought they would probably – I thought they would do more of this in 2019, and then there were a lot of changes at, uh, up and down. You had Laramie there for – you know he got there a week for the first game. Max and Titus were rookies. It's tough to do that with, an, with the offensive line to try to make sure everything's right. But I think it helps the offensive line because it wears down a defensive line. I think it helps because secondaries can't give you a bunch of exotic, different looks. And if that's the way you want to play, that's natural to you. And the way your guys kind of look at things, man, do it, do it. And I I've seen the receivers when they've been out there, I've seen Will Fuller. I remember last year there was a game with Will Fuller and Andre Hopkins. I saw them look over sidelines. They were doing this kind of the universal sign of kind of do the same thing, do the same thing. Let's go. And so I'm right with you. To me, that's one of the best drives I have seen. Maybe since I've been on the sidelines. It I'm saying I'm, five, it, it's one of the best drives in Texans history. I mean, it's, it was so – it was just like he hit Cooks. I think that was the only second down. He hit Cooks for a short gain or, you know, seven, eight yards. But right. then it was Cobb, Aikens, Cobb, Fuller touchdown. I mean, it was like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they, I know for sure the, they didn't
10: face a third down.
4: So you're right. Faced no, faced right. a second down. But no, yeah. you're right. You're exactly right. They did not face a third down. They stayed out of those long situations. The pass rush was minuscule and Deshaun had time, and guys made plays, and I, I just feel like this group moves fast and best that way, but you know, we'll see, um, so I, I'm with you, I think I'm going to go on the other side of the ball because I, I agree totally with you, the other side of the ball to me, there are two non-negotiables, one's very easy, and I'll take kind of a subset of it, and that is, you've got to slow down Dalvin Cook, because to me, everything's sort of Feeds off of what Dalvin Cook does in the run game. Here's a subset of that. When everybody talks about Gary Kubiak's offense, they all talk, oh, stretch zone, outside zone, ooh, zone, 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 zone. I've watched the the Vikings in just the first half of the Titans game. I've seen three different other running game concepts. It's not just zone. And even if it's stretch zone, there's some wrinkles that they have that still allow it to get free. I mean, they've got a situation with outside zone where instead of the whole thing kind of moving like this, they take the fullback. And so the the four guys on the the guard all the way to the right, they go like this. The tackle turns like this. And then the fullback goes up and takes what the tackle is going to block. And the linebackers are kind of like – they're kind of lost. And then Dalvin Cook cut it back for like a 10-yard game. And it's like if you go in thinking it's all about zone game and that's important to them, But they've got other wrinkles. In fact, Dalvin Cook's touchdown run in the first half is like a 39-yard run. It was straight out of a power play. It was just a power play, guard coming around, fullback following, actually more of a counter play. And they just mowed that side down, guard and and, uh, fullback came around, Cook just followed it, 39-yard touchdown. Now, Hmm. I don't think Tennessee's defense, in all honesty, is all that good to be honest, I think they've got a couple of really good players, but overall, I don't think it's great. Well, don't but say I that. Wait, 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 wait,
10: wait, 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 wait! Don't say that to Titans fans because Titans fans are talking like this is the '85 Bears. Oh, whatever! Uh, not getting the yeah, respect that up, they deserve.
4: You gave up 30 to Gardner Minshew. <laughs> the Dolphins I'm gave joking, up. 30 I'm 30 to joking. I'm joking. I'm having Titan Rick, Titan Joe, Titan James. Yeah, you got three no record. But if Buttons you're talking about playing defense, don't tell me it's that good. Don't tell me it's that good. Either way. This, you have to recognize that the Vikings are doing some more things in the run game than just outside zone. Um, and to that end, I'd like to see us do a few more things outside the zone game um, and try to do a few more things in the run game to take advantage of not only David Johnson, uh, but also Deshaun Watson. But it's it, that defense. And to your point, Drew, if you can get your up tempo going and really rolling and it's quite easy to run if you do board, that. They have to catch up to you. So now yeah. they got to throw a little bit more. They have to get out of that running game. Um, and now, you know, you can maybe get your defense off the field. Now you can be exotic coming after Kirk Cousins because he's not going to hurt you in the run game. So you can do some different things. But to me, if you don't stop Dalvin Cook, then you're going to have a long day. They've been doing a pretty good job on the receivers for the most part. So Thielen and Justin Jefferson present a challenge. But if you take away the run, and make them a little bit more predictable throwing, now you can set up to take away Thielen with a double team, Justin Jefferson with some bracket coverage, and get some pressure on Kirk Cousins. And then it kind of all falls into your into your hands at that point, hopefully. So, fingers crossed, 0-3 versus 0-3, the more desperate team is going to win this game. So, hopefully the Texans are more desperate.
10: All right, let's very quickly wrap this up and get very dorky, because we were having a dork conversation via text <laughs> before we did all this. Yeah. And it was – who do we miss? Who from the past would we love to bring back? So I'm going to give you one Texan from a, like the best year that he had that you'd love to insert on this team. Not, Oh, I want Andre Johnson. You can choose Andre Johnson, but yeah. it's going to be, Oh, I want Andre Johnson of 2008 or yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Andre Johnson of 2012, or I want Brian Cushing of 2009, so on and so on. So
4: John, with that, who are you bringing back? Jadeveon Clowney, 2016. Hmm. I think if the way Clowney played in 16 after J.J. got hurt was maybe the best football I've seen him play. You could maybe even say 2017 as well. But I felt like in 2016 after J.J. got hurt, I felt like Clowney's game just went to a totally different level. And there's so much you could do with him in the run game, in the run defense, and teams really had to account for that. And, look, we know that he – he was never, and is never going to be, this great pass rusher. But he's so dynamic and unique that I think that's something that the defense could use. Could use right now is just that that 2016 clowny. I don't think he's playing at that level now, and I don't know that he played at that level last year. But 2016, whew, he was a whole different dude. So I would say 2016 Clowney.
10: What okay. about you? What do you say? I like that one. So if you're going to put that clowny there, that takes him away from me. So. Mm-hmm. You've added that clowny. I'm going to go with 2011 Jonathan Joseph. Ooh, Let's that's get, a great one. I mean, it's either that or great 2002 one. Aaron Glenn as far as maybe the you know best corner year of all time yep. in franchise history. But I'm going to go with J. Joe just because I know J. Joe better and, and was there to see it firsthand. So I'm going to do that. We're going to add clowny yeah. and uh, prime J. Joe, prime clowny to that defense. And I think that That'll solve a lot of problems because I think Bradley Robey's playing pretty well. I think so too. And yep. you get two really good corners like that. Yep. Along with more pass rush and disruptiveness and yep. um, messing up the run game of other teams. Yes. I'm cool with that. You cool with that? Absolutely. I'd be maybe, very, I was,
4: very cool with that.
10: I was thinking about maybe adding 2011 Antonio Smith for a variety of reasons. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with some help on the outside because you you addressed the front seven.
4: Yep. Absolutely. Done. Right. Those definitely would be a couple of great additions. Back to this team from those two years. Those guys were absolutely dominant in those years, no question about it. But we'll see what this group has on Sunday, and hopefully it will stay on Sunday. We do know the Steelers and Titans are getting moved. We talked about that in our hot reads. We don't think that this one will get moved because all the Vikings have tested negative. So fingers crossed this one stays on Sunday at noon. Uh, And everybody in Minnesota and Tennessee, Pittsburgh and Houston, all stay healthy and all four teams can get on the field this week. All right, we get back. We will jump into a conversation with my good friend, the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. We'll talk about this one on Sunday. What does he think is a non-negotiable for this Texans team against the Vikings? We'll do all that next in our second hour of Texans All Access.
2: This is Texan's Radio on Sports Radio 610.
12: 2 is better than 1. How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are 2, not 1, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number 1, unbeatable cleaning power. And number 2, or maybe this should be number 1, unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car.
16: Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
1: Houston's veteran sports director, Randy McAvoy, and KPRC2 Sports. All over the teams you love. The only station with Sports Sunday. A weekly show featuring an in-depth look at the sports world. Plus, Texans game day. A weekly one-on-one with a Texans head coach. And Houston's longest-running high school football show, Friday Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from the sidelines of the week's biggest high school matchups. KPRC2, Houston's home for all things sports.
9: Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1.
1: At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com. Or call us at 888 MyCat20. Mustang Cat, building Texas, powering the world.
9: Welcome to Louisiana's Largest Casino Resort. Come to Cachata
1: Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
17: More Texans radio in spectacular fashion
2: is on the way.
17: What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Light in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
12: The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them.
9: Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there.
15: The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle.
16: I love the size and the space for my daughter.
11: If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go.
1: I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas.
18: Ford
16: is the best in Texas. It's Mattress Firm's Save Big Sale. Don't miss savings of up to $300 on our top-rated brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99 or more. And save up to 40% on select mattresses from our best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com.
1: We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So, what are you guys cheering about? We're
9: celebrating Daikin opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already, and still growing. Wow, those
1: are some winning Daikin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Daikin! Daikin! Woo!
9: Air Intelligence.
12: This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. We re the action with full game replays. We do it again, we do it again, we do it again. Catch every snap in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Caught for the
3: touchdown. Learn from the pros with film sessions. Once you're in that red zone, it's a chess match.
12: And get access to the NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops.
17: Never stops. Never stops.
0: Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front.
3: Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming.
1: The out. The Texans say they have it, and they do.
2: Now,
4: it's Texans All Access. We've got one hour in the books, one hour left to go right here on a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio on a beautiful, beautiful evening. And I know that there is no one other than our next guest who loves an evening like this more than Mark Vandermeer, the voice of the Texans. Mark, happy, wonderful Wednesday to you.
0: Oh, my gosh, Johnny. I mean, everybody in Houston is thinking, if it were like this all the time, all our homes would be worth four times as much. Uh, Maybe they're not thinking that. (laughs) But they're thinking, it is incredible. It's so delightful out. It's just pure delight. And it would be great if it was like this all the time. But I think we appreciate it more. This is kind of like our springtime. You know? I liken it to... When you're up north and you have the thaw and then the springtime, this is the cool down in the springtime. Yeah. You know, Even yeah. though it's technically fall, I get it, but it's sort of in reverse here in Houston. Yeah, it's been really nice, and
4: hopefully uh, it stays that way for the next few days. Mark, I mentioned earlier uh, with your interview with Paul Allen, I started thinking about, man, I remember I met Paul for the first time at the Combine, and then it hit me. It was like, that's really the last time That we've done anything of a big group sort of aspect. And that was at the Combine. I loved meeting Paul Allen, Jeff Joniak. We know Mike Keith. We know Frank, Matt from the Colts, Matt Taylor. But Paul Allen was the one I think just because I've heard his his game calls so often in the past that I was more intrigued meeting maybe than any others. I really enjoy listening to Paul Allen. Now, never more than you. But I just love it when you get him on the air. I think he is so fantastic to listen to. Your vibe when you talk to him, did you get the vibe that yeah, they feel like they can get out of this tailspin, or this is just a blip on the radar screen, or does he see some bigger issues? Because I got the feeling when we talked to him at the Combine, he wasn't as dead set on the Vikings being a double-digit win team. What was your reaction talking to him this time?
0: Well, remember at the combine, he was really worried about their cap situation and that they wouldn't be able to hang on to a lot of these players ultimately anyway, maybe yeah. not this year, but going down the line. And then, you know, I just think that if I'm then them, them it, it's this way in life and in sports, you put yourself in the shoes of the opponent, right, or in the shoes of the other person that you're dealing with. And if I put myself in the Vikings shoes, the, you know, the media, everybody involved with the Vikings organization, I'm sure the coaches aren't saying this publicly, but I'm thinking, well, gee, the Texans give up a lot of rushing yards. I can run the football. Yeah. I should be able to run on the Texans. That's what the Vikings are probably thinking. Yeah. And I've got Dalvin Cook in this Kubiak running game. I can run on them, not tax my defense so much, which has a lot of young players and injuries and everything, and maybe get out of there with a win, and, and I can get well. Now, I know the Texans fandom, fan base, they're thinking of it differently. But that's how I look at it. I think that's how they see it, Johnny, that they're going to run the ball on the Texans. So, Anthony Weaver knows, be ready because it's coming. I mean, here it is. You know, this is Wyatt Earp. I'm coming and I'm bringing Dalvin Cook with me. So, we'll see how that goes on Sunday. You better be ready to stop him.
4: Well, the thing about it, Mark, and and I've thought a lot about this. And, look, first, you you can – I don't want to do this because it's making excuses, but I've kind of thought through this. Week one against Clyde edwards DeLair, tackling atrocious, 20 missed tackles. That led to the running game just bleeding the Texans dry that night. Over the next two weeks, the Ravens and Steelers, I don't want to say that the Texans were the 85 Bears through the first three quarters, but they were in some sense holding their own until it felt like Late in the third, early in the fourth, the dam broke. In the Ravens game, the dam broke on the fourth and one when they put Ingram in the Wildcat. It felt like maybe you could sort of see it coming in the Steelers game, but then the Steelers just did the same thing. They just bled you dry in the second half. In both situations, you had so few offensive plays in the second half that if you can even up the play count by the time you get to the second half, maybe a little bit more respite, some rest, this defense can be able, can be better able to handle Dalvin Cook and the running game. Now, that has yet to bear fruit, and we'll see whether that's the case. But to me, the best defense for Dalvin Cook is going to end up being Deshaun Watson and the offense, keeping Dalvin Cook on the sideline, keeping Cousins on the sideline, and keeping them there for a while, and see if they can't flip the script, and that is. Let's see if the Vikings can handle this. And I think the one thing, Mark, about the Vikings is pretty interesting because when you talk to people heading into the year, everybody's like, oh, man, at Vikings defense. But in all honesty, the 2019 Vikings defense was already showing signs of wear and tear. They didn't rank in any major category above 14th or 15th in the league. So they were already showing some wear and tear. And then, really, they've kind of been hit with it, especially with some of the injuries. Some of the departures prior to this year, they've been hit with it hard, and just like us, they have faced three teams combined record eight and one. So the similarities in these two teams coming into this game, I think, are are there. I mean, both head coaches, twenty fourteen starts, both teams had wild card weekend wins last year. Both are zero and three. Both are desperate for a win, obviously, and both teams have come become and three have against eight and one records of their opponents. So do we really know what either team is? I don't know. I do know this. I'm glad this game is in Houston with our fans. And I know that sounds strange, but I just feel like in a game of and three teams where there's so much really on the line, cause you go to and four, we're gonna talk about that in a second. It's, It's virtually over for having an opportunity to go to the playoffs if we're thinking that far ahead. But I think just a little bit of juice from the crowd, from 13,300, just a little bit of juice, I think, can help this team at some point. And I think they'll feed off it. And I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I I hope it does. I hope that's a difference maker for them. I think it's a great point you make about the level of competition, uh, the weight class that these teams have – been in the first couple of, um, the first few weeks, although I look at the Vikings and the Texans have a way stronger case because we don't know how good the Colts are. I'm just going to go out on a limb and think the Colts aren't as good as the Ravens or the chiefs. And I don't think the Titans are either, but all that being said, uh, the Packers might be unbelievable. Who knows, but all that being said, uh, you don't know how bad or how good they can be. Uh, they've made mistakes, a lot of self-inflicted wounds, a lot of wounds inflicted by the opponent. Um, if you say, I'm not saying they're relatively even, but if you go down that road, a big difference here is the quarterback, right now the Texans might not have the ground game overall that the Vikings have, but they have Deshaun Watson. And as soon as Deshaun Watson gets involved, I think a little bit more of the running game. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. It's the irony here is, you know, for years we say, listen, it's okay to run it a little bit, but don't want to run it too much. Don't want to expose yourself and, and threaten injury to to yourself to your quarterback but on the other hand you need some of that you need yeah. some of that from him especially when other stuff isn't working because the defense hates it what's the one thing you hate when you're watching a game and you want to see your team stop the opponent whatever team it is it, when the quarterback runs with it you, you're like oh my gosh it, yeah. it's almost unfair yeah. should be like flag football not <laughs> allowed to run if you're the quarterback <laughs> darn it and not, should we count five Mississippi? I don't know. But that the defense hates that because very often it's an unaccounted for kind of weapon or, or play situation, and you see the kinds of gains you get. I think we need some of that, Johnny. I think, yeah. we, you know, you got to get a win no matter what. Yep. If they win 3 nothing on Sunday, I'll be throwing a parade. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll be so happy. Just get the streak over with and get moving in the proper direction.
4: You can fix things on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. You can fix things next week from a 3 0 win a whole lot better than you can a 30 to nothing loss or whatever, 28, 27 loss, doesn't matter. You can fix those things. Hey, look, it doesn't matter. We just got to win. And we haven't experienced the win since January, early January of 2020 so yeah we're gonna we're gonna celebrate any kind of win, and I think, to your point, Mark, I went back and I just looked at the the numbers on drive starters and first downs for the texans and in going back and looking at it against Pittsburgh, this team needs to start drives much better than they've been starting them, but to that end, they had they had This 10 drive starters, they had one of eight yards and one of five yards. Overall, in 10 drives, they had negative two total yards
0: on drive starts. Oh my gosh. So, getting, I mean, that's just shocking. Yes. It, and and I they mean, always talk about how important that first play is of a drive just to get you yeah. set the right tone, get a little positive yardage, keep going. Look, when they run it for two or three yards, sometimes I'm thinking, hey, at least it's positive. Right. But if they're negative in total right. yards in all their drive starters in the in the game, well, you don't have to look very much further than that to see why you lost the game, why you weren't able to move the ball the way you needed to. The eight yarder came on the seventy play seventy-five.
4: 75- Yard drive right before the half. Threw it to Brandon Cooks, got the second and two, and then they were cooking. The five-yarder was Deshaun Watson on a scramble. Now, I don't want him on a scramble. I'd rather him just be on a designed run of some sort. But either way, I'll take it. But that goes to your point of dialing up Deshaun and making sure that you're getting something from him in the run game, which leads me to this.
0: Let me ask you a question right now. Okay. And and we have to ask Bill O'Brien this. and, And, look, he'll answer it. Uh, And I know we've talked about it a little from time to time, but everybody listening right now is wondering why don't they do Hurry Up more? Why don't they do K Gun, Jim Kelly, uh, you know, Greatest Show on Turf, whatever? Look, I know they're not these offenses right now, but they have that in their bag. Why don't they pull that out and swing it? Go with the Hurry Up when you least expect it. It's midway through the first quarter. Bam! And I know they hurry to the line very often, Johnny, but things kind of bog down. Why, why don't they go hurry up offense more often? I'm with you. I am absolutely
4: a 1,000% with you. And Drew Doherty made that comment. He said when we did our In the Lab podcast, we're talking about non-negotiables. What are the non-negotiables, things you've got to have? He said, you know what, John? That drive before the end of the half, that two – it wasn't even two minutes. It wasn't even a one-minute drive. They got the ball at a minute 14 and scored with 24 seconds left. And they did it obviously using timeouts. I get that, but still they showed 75 yards, bang, 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 bang. Done. I mean, it was like that. And Drew said,
0: that's what we need to go with.
4: That's what we need to see. And I'm like, what yeah, is I'm with thinking.
0: You. What is their thinking? Why they wouldn't do that? Is it because they want to be a little more deliberate kill clock? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm hypothesizing here, but we're going to talk to Bill O'Brien about this on Monday for sure.
4: Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I think maybe you're not fully comfortable in it. Maybe you're not totally sure what personnel grouping you're going to get. But here's the thing I think Bill O'Brien would like to be able to do it. Uh, And I think that's going to be something that, after seeing the success of that drive and going back and looking at how they were doing it, I would imagine that's what they're going to want to do maybe a little bit more of this week. I mean, I, I would. If I went through and went, man, what was my most successful drive and why was it successful? Well, man, here it is. Protection, good, good, clean routes, got rid of the ball quickly, and moved up and down the field in a clean way. And we did it with some up-tempo. I think that's what we should do. Now, to your point, do you have to do it every single down? No, but I do think that every offense has to find an identity of some sort. Every great offense does. You know, greatest show on turf. Kagon offense, you mentioned that. Kansas City values the innovation, and I don't want to say trickery because it's not really trickery but it's just the way that they package things is different from everybody else. The Ravens have that run game. Well, how do you separate yourself as an offense? You separate it with uh, with maybe some up tempo. I think one other thing, Mark, and get your thoughts on this real fast before we have to go. I think the impact of Duke Johnson. I think having Duke Johnson back and I hope he's back. I think that will help some of the things that they want to do.
0: Yeah. I know. I like that one an awful lot, Johnny. Uh, one more for you though, on the touchdown pass to Fuller, That was single coverage, right? It was. So is that something that he saw very quickly? Uh, Were the Steelers caught sort of flat-footed because of the hurry-up? Because you could imagine they'd probably want help on Will. And if if I'm Watson and I've got single with Will – it's yeah. not like single with hop necessarily, but it's pretty darn good. Take it. I mean, that was not an easy catch. It wasn't a, it wasn't a really high degree of difficulty, right. but when that ball was was coming in there, I thought, ooh, please hang on to this. Because yeah. I knew that the DB was right there with him, and I was worried about a lot of physical contact yeah. and maybe the ball coming loose. But he made the
4: catch and lived to see another day. So hopefully, Mark, we see a little bit more of that up tempo. Mark, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Johnny. All right, coming up next, DP City goes behind enemy sidelines. Talk a little bit more about this game against the Vikings next on Texans all Access.
5: I'm Bill O'Brien and you're listening to Texans Radio. For all the latest news and videos on our favorite team, check out HoustonTexans.com.
9: How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speedtest Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020.
6: My name is Adfeni Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing.
1: I'm Javon Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind. And I offered to assist.
6: Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business. Thank you, Amogee.
9: Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A. Member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. At
19: Brookside Equipment Sales, Equipment's our middle name.
14: You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations, and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com.
19: At Brookside Equipment
13: Sales. We're tough enough to cut it.
15: Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and Phillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
2: This is Texans Radio.
12: The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com.
9: From kickoff to the two-minute warning, H E V has all you need to make your game day spread a touchdown. For the starting lineup, HEV's freshly made guacamole and salsas are a delicious play. And for meat lovers, H E V Prime 1 steaks and burgers are a sizzling way to get your grill on. Plus, pick up the extras like HEV's Our Finest Paper Towels, Texas Tough Trash Bags, and Foil. From food to snacks to defensive sacks, home gating is a win
18: with H E V
5: standout performance and all the right moves this is bill o'brien head coach of the houston texans i'm not talking football i'm talking about the bmw 2 series grand coupe with its twin power turbo technology highly responsive handling complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles you'll always go for the long drive bmw the official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWdealers.com
11: for details.
16: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills? At least we have our day jobs. Our family photo? Take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected our Red Diamond Tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond. We're perfect at tea.
13: He's the General John McClain.
14: They're not looking at Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is out. They had a lot of internal discussion, and before he had a chance to work out, they sent him home, so they'll do something to get a third safety. Maybe they'll bring somebody up from the practice squad or sign another veteran. I don't know who it is. I just know. Dead, old Thomas is a dead issue. John
13: McClain is exclusively on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game?
2: Extra points. Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13.
4: Welcome back, everybody, to this Wednesday edition of Texans All Access. And it's time to go to the far north. Well, like, yeah, as far as you can go in the United States, up to Minneapolis, Minnesota to talk to writer for Vikings.com, Eric Smith, and DP and Eric dove deep into this matchup that we'll see at noon on Sunday. DP?
18: Such a weird start to the season already, Uh, but these two teams sitting at 0-3, obviously not where they wanted or expected to be heading into week four, but here we are. How's it going, Eric?
7: It's going good, DP. How are you?
18: I'm I'm okay. I think um, after Sunday, one of us will be much happier. Um, I'd be lying if I didn't say I hope it's me. But uh, let's talk about this Minnesota Vikings team because it's a team that we don't face too often. They've put up some pretty impressive offensive numbers, especially in that Week Three loss. Uh, We're rooting for the Vikings. They're playing the Titans, but 30 or more points in two of their three losses. What's been ailing the Vikings through this slow start to the season, and and what are the positives?
7: Yeah you know it's funny that you mentioned slow start because that's actually been the Vikings kryptonite so far and it's been a slow start in the first half So entering entering week three entering the the game against the Titans the Vikings had a a point differential of minus 31 in the second quarter and they just really couldn't get out of their own way. They had they took a safety and back-to-back weeks Um, you know they had turnovers and penalties and um, they really just didn't give themselves a chance with kind of poor performances in the second quarter. And as a result, they trailed at halftime and kind of had to play catch up, which is kind of why the, the point totals were a little inflated in the second half. And then Sunday against the Titans, we actually played well in the first half and had a 17-9 to lead at the break. But it was kind of the opposite. And it was the fourth quarter that doomed us. And we had a five-point lead with six and a half minutes to go. And both sides of the ball couldn't couldn't close it out. The offense couldn't add any points or kind of drain the clock. And the defense couldn't make a stop and the Titans kicked too late, late and long field goals. And so we lost by one. Um, Some positives. um, You know, it was a big game for Justin Jefferson in week three, and that was good to see. And then uh, Dalvin Cook, our running back who just signed an extension has looked good all season. Um, and then on defense, uh, a player that you guys might know well is Unique Ngakwe, who we who got in a trade from Jacksonville just before the season. Uh, he's had a strip sack and, and back-to-back games, so it seems like he's settling in pretty well.
18: Yeah, the Texans facing a lot of their uh, former divisional opponents on defense this year, strangely enough. Uh, Kirk Cousins, let's talk about him, because it's hard not to think about the Vikings and not think about their quarterback. Uh, five touchdowns, six interceptions so far through 2020. He had only six interceptions for all of 2019. What's been ailing Kirk Cousins, and what does he need to do to really turn things around and, and take that next step?
7: It's surprising it's that that he already had six interceptions. Like you said, he had that last year in, in, in 15 games that he started. You know, some of it's been a little bit of bad luck where the ball hit off his receiver's hands and kind of bounced right to the defense. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we've trailed a lot so far this season. So we've kind of had to try to throw it down the field and make some plays. And that's something that he usually doesn't do. We're kind of forced the ball. And um, because we've trailed and we've needed to pass the ball a lot more than we would like to, the pressure's kind of been on Kirk to to make a play. And, you know, when the defense knows you're passing, they're they're kind of ready for that. Um, And at the end of Sunday's game against the Titans, he kind of threw one up, I think it was fourth and 24 and just kind of needed to chuck it up and hope to get a first down and, and that pass was intercepted. So some of them have been a little bit fluky, some of them have been bad throws by Kirk, but yeah, the six picks are surprising. And, you know, that that probably needs to change if the offense wants to be more consistent. And if the team wants to to get a win on, on Sunday.
18: You mentioned Dalvin Cook, who's really off to a hot start, signed that contract extension. He currently ranks third in the NFL in rushing yards, got 294 yards through the first three games, averaging 6.1 yards per carry, four rushing touchdowns. It's quite impressive what Cook's been able to do so far. When he's involved, how does he make that Vikings offense more explosive?
7: He's probably... You know, other than what we saw from Justin Jefferson Sunday, he's probably the most explosive offensive player that we have, and we've seen that now for over a season. He was, he made his first Pro Bowl last year in twenty nineteen. He had over eleven hundred rushing yards and sixteen rushing touchdowns, or sorry, thirteen rushing touchdowns. So he's proven when healthy he can be a playmaker, and that hot start, as you mentioned, ha- has been the the focal point now. So the way the Vikings have kind of built their offense is that they want to run the ball. And kind of build off play-action passes to, to move down the field, and Dalvin is, is the main focal point of that, right? Because he's the main running back. So when he gets going, that helps Kirk Cousins as well with with, with kind of setting up the play-action passes. So Dalvin is, is looked at as almost like the face of the offense, and perhaps maybe the face of the franchise right now. And and he played well. Um, you know, he had a, a career game on Sunday with you know 100 and I think with 181 rushing yards. Uh, which was the career best, and he had a pair of 39-yard runs, and he really kind of took control of the game. It was just unfortunate that the Vikings couldn't pull out a win.
18: You mentioned Justin Jefferson a few times. I'm going to get to him in a second, but I think the big offseason story obviously was trading away Stefan Diggs, who was such a huge part of that receiving core. How how did the Vikings sort of make up for that loss? Just give me sort of an overall view of what they did to make up for him, and and how do you replace a guy like Diggs?
7: Yeah, they drafted Jefferson. You know, he was a first round pick, uh, with the pick that they got from uh from the Bills and in, in that trade with Diggs. Um, you know, Adam Thielen is still here, so he's he's looked at it as the number one guy. But, you know, I mentioned the Vikings want to run the ball a lot. We also rely heavily on our tight ends and we like to go two and three tight end sets and really kind of go heavy and kinda, of, you know, work in that run play action as I said before, but the tight ends haven't gotten too involved this year, and that's been surprising too. Um, you know, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith have been targeted a few times, and Rudolph had a touchdown catch Sunday, but it's not the production you would expect. So hopefully that can change going forward to kind of help offset the loss of digs.
18: Justin Jefferson, I mean, as a rookie, he's really making a name for himself. 175 yards receiving um, so far, and that huge 71-yard touchdown against the Titans – what's Jefferson's role in the offense look like? I mean, we all thought it was going to be a tough year for rookies, but you know, he might be proving people wrong. How does he sort of complement what Thielen brings to the game?
7: Yeah, I think what we saw on Sunday was a breakout game for Jefferson and not just really in his stat, you know, seven catches for 175 and a touchdown, that look that number kind of speak for themselves. But he played most of the game, I think his snap count was about an 80% or so. And and he started for the first time this season, he had kind of been looked at as the number three guy through the first two games and had, uh, I think, five total receptions through two games. So we had kind of worked him along and brought him along slowly, but, you know, we started 0-2 and the offense kind of needed a jolt and our offensive coaches were like, you know, we feel he's ready. Let's let's start him on Sunday and see how he does. And and he broke out. He had a great game, you know, And, and I think, you know, you obviously can't expect 175 yards in a score every game, but it just shows that that potential is, is there. And, you know, his role now is clearly the number two receiver, you know, and potentially 1A, 1B with Phelan, which is what we had with Diggs for so long. And what's nice about Jefferson is that he can line up all over the field. He's not just a slot guy, not just an outside guy. Um, I saw a tweet the other day where his route tree and where he lined up, He was he was all over the place and that kind of keeps the defense guessing, and we kind of saw that on Sunday.
18: Well, two of the Texans' former coaches, really the only two coaches in in Texans' history, will be at NRG Stadium on Sunday. Dom Capers, who's uh, on the defensive uh, coaching staff, and then Gary Kubiak, who is uh, the play caller offensive coordinator. He'll be back um, at NRG Stadium. So uh, what is it like having Coob's there as offensive coordinator? Uh, you know, he's on that staff last year, but How has that offense changed now that he's in charge and and calling the plays?
7: Yeah, first off, Gary's a great guy. I'm I'm sure if you've had any interaction with him, he's a a, a great guy. He has those Texas roots and he's just great to talk to. Um, But the offense hasn't changed too much since Kevin Stefanski left and is now the head coach of the Browns. The way it worked in 2019 is that Stefanski was the offensive coordinator and Gary was like a senior offensive advisor. So he kind of was looked at as like a mentor for Kevin in his first year as a play caller. And, you know, both had heavy input. It was Ke- Kevin who called the plays, but, you know, why wouldn't you want Gary kind of as your right-hand man? He's got he's got four total Super Bowls. And when Kevin left and Gary was promoted, not much has changed. The offense kind of looks the same. You know, Gary had a, a high influence last year, and he's just calling plays now, and, and you know, it's pretty similar.
18: All right. Well, let's talk about this Vikings defense because – It's generally been pretty good under Mike Zimmer, but really they've struggled this year, allowing about an average of 34 points per game and 440 yards per game on average. What's the biggest area or need for concern uh, for the Vikings defense? You mentioned Yannick Ngakwe. He's there now, too. You know, what's it going to take for the defense to get things turned around?
7: Yeah, I think we're seeing some signs of progress from the defense, even though the numbers don't look great. You know, like you said, we've allowed over 1,300 yards and over 100 points so far. And that's, and that's not what what, the, what Coach Zimmer used to, not what you know, the veterans on the Vikings defense is used to around here. I mean, we've, we've had a good run for the last five or six years. But this year was always going to be a little bit different because of the roster turnover. I mean, I think we lost somewhere around nine players on defense, and a few of those were starters, and the majority of those came at cornerback. We lost. Xavier Rhodes and, and Trey Wayne to Mackenzie Alexander. So we brought in, you know, a couple of draft picks there and and first rounder Jeff Gladney and third rounder Cameron Dantzler and had a few other young cornerbacks you know, left over. But the group, the cornerback group is just young. I mean, Mike Hughes is the oldest player there and he's 23 years old. And that's a lot to ask of someone that young to be looked at as the veteran of that group. Um, and because of that, Coach Zimmer has said, you know, the Vikings have, a great safety tandem in Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, and those guys are kind of being relied on to help out the young corners on the back end. Well, if they are being focused on that, it's kind of tough to focus on the on the defensive front and kind of help out the run game. So it's almost like a catch twenty-two. That's the phrase that Coach Zimmer used after Sunday's game. You know, at this point, he had to kind of pick: did he help the young corners in, pass, in the passing game, or did he kind of bring everyone up and help? against the run so it's been a, a mixed bag so far with how the defense has performed but with so many young guys especially a corner and new faces you know the hope is that the, the whole unit just kind of progresses as the season goes along
18: well I was going to ask you about rookies and, and new faces that have been big contributors in 2020 it sounds like you've really got a long list to choose from but if you had to, to narrow down here through just the first few weeks of the season who's who's really stood out to you?
7: Yeah, I, I won't say Jefferson because cause we talked about Obvious, him. But, yeah, <laughs> and he's been a, a big one. And I won't say Dantzler either because while he started in week one, he didn't play played the last two weeks with 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 an injury. So I'm actually going to go with the other first round pick that we had, and that's cornerback Jeff Gladney. He started the last two weeks, and I think he looks fine. And you know, it like we said, it with, with how weird this year has been, and no real off season, you know, a virtual off season, and kind of having to do a, a weird training camp. You know, he's shown me flashes that, that he's going to be a good player. And, you know, we we maybe don't see it right now. Maybe he's not a star right now. But I saw some plays on Sunday against the Titans where he really gets it and he, and he stood out. And so that's the hope, like I said, that, that he progresses and, you know, that he just keeps growing. And by the end of the year and in the future, you know, the Vikings have a reliable starter at cornerback.
18: All right, good stuff. Looking forward to the matchup. Texans back at home. Allowing fans for the first game of 2020 should be a good matchup. Uh, Vikings-Texans on Sunday kickoff at noon. That's going to do it for this week's Enemy Sideline. Eric, thank you so much for the time and look forward to seeing you again soon.
7: Thank you, DP. Thanks for having me.
4: Great stuff there from DP Sidhu and Eric Smith, writer for Vikings.com. All right, we got one segment left, and we are going to get into Drew Doherty's 12 12- Questions. I love 12 questions. This is one of my favorite segments we have all week. And this week, the guest, the player on the hot seat, if you will. It's not really a hot seat. It's kind of a fun seat, to be honest. It's Michael Thomas, all Dean's own. How about that? Stanford's own. And now he's Houston Texans' own, Michael Thomas. With Drew doing 12 questions in our final segment of Texans All Access.
2: If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com.
18: At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like.
17: Now get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,000 in savings plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11 Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Ashley Home Store is proud
1: to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. For the fifth consecutive
11: year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32 ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food insecure people in the Houston community.
17: Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist. Leading Medicine. He's the general. John McClain.
14: They're not looking at Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is out. They had a lot of internal discussion, and before he had a chance to work out, they sent him home. So they'll do something to get a third safety. Maybe they'll bring somebody up from the practice squad or sign another veteran. I don't know who it is. I just know that Earl Thomas is a dead issue.
13: John McClain is exclusively on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. He's in!
16: Touchdown, Houston!
2: This is Texans Radio.
16: Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times. Don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with Internet speeds up to a gig. With the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. And with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast, be flexible, be ready for what's next, and bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from comcast business starting at 64 90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com today to find out more restrictions apply limited to new comcast business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers early termination fee applies equipment installation taxes and fees extra subject to change
13: In all times, critical infrastructure binds us together. Burns & McDonnell is proud to partner with communities in Houston and throughout the world to build and maintain the vital links that move us all forward. Together, we're rising to the moment. We're Burns and & McDonald, and we're on call through it all. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans.
15: This is a Crown Royal water break, reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day, so take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York.
18: Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. Com slash run. Com slash run.
2: It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows.
4: We got one final segment of this edition of Texans All Access. And I turn it over to my man Drew Doherty to close us down. It's time for 12 questions with Drew Doherty. This week, it's Houston's own, Aldean's own. Michael Thomas. Michael, Mike,
20: how you been, my friend? What's new? What's good, man? Happy to be on here, man. Just trying to figure out, one, how to get a win, but two, glad I'm back in the city, but glad I'm representing Houston. No
10: doubt. We uh, we could talk hours of, of football, but we're not going to do that in this format. Uh, we'll do that at other times. that sound For good sure. to you? All right, let's get into it. Favorite
20: thing about your hometown, what is it, Mike? I'll probably say <clears> – <throat> probably just the culture it's something about going to different cities you know playing out of state going visit other places but everybody always like man i could tell a houston guy either from the way he, you know he, he he talks from the way you know he he listens to the type of music he listens to the way he carries himself the way he speaks with everybody else so i think it's the culture man because it's, it's no matter where you go people recognize it.
10: yeah that's a good uh good way to put it man the culture here is it's unique what or who excuse me is your all-time favorite Houston Rockets?
20: Oh, I'd probably say growing up it was the you know the franchise, Steve franchise. Uh, you know Steve Francis, you know him and Catino Mobley. Growing up watching them, you know I, I definitely say that was probably the time where I really was paying attention to the Houston Rockets the most, and then obviously T Mac coming after. But I'll I'll say Steve franchise. Steve yeah,
10: franchise. that's a good one. You know, it's uh, we, you and I were just talking off camera about the pandemic and some of the things you've missed out on right. here in the office. A year ago at training camp, the franchise was out at a training camp practice just hanging oh, out man. watching
20: the Texans. It was pretty cool. Now that would have been dope to see him. You know what I'm saying? And actually just to say what up to him.
10: Yeah, he would have liked that. He seemed like a, a a really fun guy. He was just having a good time, you oh, know, right. watching the guys work out. Okay. Favorite non rocket Houston athlete. Who's that?
20: Ooh. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh well should I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, late. It doesn't have to be a male athlete, right? course not I'll, yeah I'll say I'll say Brittany Griner because okay. she went to Nimitz with me she went to uh, all the Nimitz with me she's holding it down I think with with the Phoenix you know the uh, team in Phoenix yeah so, Mercury so I'll say uh Brittany Griner
10: how same grade or how close she was, was
20: one you... year younger than me yeah she was class 09 I was class 08
10: so you knew about her because I was out in Lubbock Texas covering uh sports out there and oh yeah we knew about her then because I covered the Lady Raiders, Texas Tech basketball, but oh, it didn't really matter did. what I
20: mean, I, I still remember her in her high school games. We played most of the same nights, but, you know, she, she was big time, even in high school, and when she would dunk, you know, the whole whole arena, you know, the whole, whole gym would go crazy. So, yeah, BG. i definitely say BG. Could you dunk? Oh, yeah, I definitely did in high school. You know so i don't know. You know, getting a little older now, I can still get up there, but, you know, you got to throw me a oop. <laughs> How old were you when you were first able to dunk? Probably 14. 14? Okay. Yeah.
10: Greatest dunker of all time.
20: Ooh, great one. I mean, even though he's never entered the contest, it's easy to say LeBron, but the way the way Vince Carter, you know, would, would light up the gym, you know what I'm saying? Anytime he was oh. coming down the lane, I mean, it, it, it's spectacular. You see the way uh, Westbrook, you know, for his size to be able to just go down there and you know, smash on anybody when he's going through the lane, but I'll probably give it to Vince Carter.
10: That's a good one. I mean, he took that guy's soul in the Olympics <laughs> back in 2000, so that, that's always a valid choice. You can I go with Jordan if you want to go old school, Spud Webb as well. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm showing my age here, so I'll, I'll just defer uh, to Spud, you.
20: Spud Webb is definitely a guy you you probably got to consider as one of the best. There we go. All right, what are, your, uh, what are some of your nicknames? <clears throat> Let me see, there you go. Mike T. Mikey T. Go back to high school. MT three. I was a quarterback. one well, number three in high school, so that that one probably carried uh carried with me for a long time. I was number three in college too, so they took the nickname as well. It uh, it stayed with me for a minute. So MT three. Yeah, man. So Jacob the Juker. I used to, you know, I was known for my juke moves in high school. So I'll probably say those are the top ones.
10: Jacob the Juker,
20: huh? <laughs> I like that. what well, where did they get the Jacob from? Was it just That's the, my the middle name? Oh, Jacob okay. James, cool. So yeah, and. People like Richard Sherman calls me Jake all the time. Like there's very few people like who call me Jake, but yeah, it, it's close friends and people from high school. They always make fun of me, and I you know, use that nickname, Jake or Jacob the Joker.
10: I don't think that's a nickname that can be made fun of. I think that's an awesome nickname. Jacob. Oh, absolutely!
20: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I. I might
10: call you Jacob the Juker in private if if hey, shoot,
20: I gotta get the ball in my hands, you know. Either you know fumble return, pick six, or something. You know, so I can show him off a little bit.
10: Make it happen, dude! Come got on, to. I want to be able to use it. That's great. Juker a good one. Okay, who is your favorite famous Houstonian of all time? Doesn't have to be an athlete. Just anybody.
20: That's tough. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, we got a lot of famous people from Houston. Um, I don't know, Jude. I, I mean, e- is it easy to say Beyonce? I'm going to go Beyonce. I'm going to go Beyonce just because she's holding it down right now. Yeah, I'm that go works.
10: That's Yeah, this is your yeah, – I mean,
20: she- these are your answers, Beyonce. Right, right. I mean, unfortunately, I grew up with three older sisters, Drew. So I've, <laughs> I've listened to way more Destiny's Child and Beyonce than you Neo know, I really want to like give credit and let people know about. It, but I, I definitely, I definitely know a lot of Beyonce songs, Destiny's Child songs. All right,
10: so, three older thing. sisters. What was the so how old? How much older was the oldest, and what were the the right
20: differences? Oldest, the oldest is eleven years older than me. Okay. And the youngest, uh, she's one year three months older than me.
10: Okay, and then you had one in between, but yeah, the older, one
20: in between, she's six.
10: That's like a second mother in a way. Oh yeah,
20: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was it was tough growing up, but at the same time I didn't really have to do too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. And how much do you still talk with them? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're super close. We got a group group chat, group thread, you know, we we keep in contact daily. What do they call you? <laughs> Michael Jacob. I, hate, I do not like it. Do not use that, Drew. matter of fact, like Grace said, don't even, don't even put that on there, but Michael that's, Jacob.
10: That's family. I don't, I'm not going to intrude in family. I, you're still Jacob the Juker to me. So <laughs> I'll, I'll stay away from that. But I, could, I like that, that they do use the full – that's oh, yeah. very familial. That's, yeah. that's very motherly. You know, they're going to call you Michael Jacob. All right. Okay, yeah. let's rank these from the very worst is number one okay. to the least worst. Worst things about the city of Houston – our heat and humidity, yes, slime in the ice machine, our mosquitoes, and our
20: traffic. What's the worst? What's the Ooh, least of the worst? That's, I'll say I'll start with the least worst is the slime in the you know, in the ice machine. I'll say, yeah, nobody cares about that. Yeah, Ooh, now after that, probably worst it has to be the humidity, the heat and humidity. It has to be the worst. Okay, then we'll go. What was it, traffic? What was the third traffic one? Traffic or mosquitoes? Mosquito. Yeah, I'll go traffic, and then the mosquitoes third.
10: Yeah, you can just put some off on, and then, right, exactly. Yeah,
20: but the mosquitoes like, are a problem.
10: <laughs> I like those rankings, but I just wanted to see where you stood with the uh, the heat and humidity versus the traffic that you right. gets places people going. Okay,
20: let's let's do
10: positives. Let's not bang on our city too much. Got gotcha. Someone from out of town comes here that you're close with, that you're friends with, that you're, right. you right know, you want to show them a good time. What place do you take them to eat? Above Talk all else. Papados, Papados, yeah.
20: Papados, yeah. I mean, and most people have heard. Oh, what's that? Papa's chain, you know? It's a barbecue. I'm like Papados. Got to take you there. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of people have been hearing a lot about Turkey Leg Hut. So, you know, you want you want you want to you know send them send them some a couple of new places. Uh, going now, you want to take them to like you know midtown, you know pre COVID, you know what I'm saying hopefully we can get back to that you know at, at some point. And then I think State 48 is starting to you know kick up a little bit, saying hey, can we, you know can we can we go get some reservations there? So probably. <laughs> No, no, those are the places I'll take some money from all the
10: time. Good choices, all. Now, now I'm hungry. Okay, uh, let's rank the famous Thomases, and you're included, okay? We, we're right. doing lots of rankings today. So we've got Michael Thomas. We've got the big hurt, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. We've got Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's. Yep. We've got Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the actor from Home Improvement, and, mm-hmm. and Thomas the Train. Uh, <laughs> what's the rankings, one through five, uh,
20: I mean, I don't know. Thomas the Train has impacted so many lives, you know, like young and old. So he probably is number one. You know, uh-huh. you just got to start there. Um, you know, uh, let me see. The, the, the big, big hurt Frank Thomas. You know, I, I think for me, just my personal ranking, I'll put him at two. Okay. Uh, a lot of people have watched Home Improvement. You probably put him at three. Okay. Wendy's, yeah, it's a good restaurant, good chain, you know, you had four, and then you know, there's uh, some some guy that went to Nimitz High School, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like like Stanford, trying trying to make, make make a career in the NFL. Yo, you put him at five.
10: Somewhere. You're so modest, man. You're so modest. You ranked yourself fifth, but I'll take those rankings. This is your rankings, and I like it. Okay, Thomas the tank engine. My uh my seven-year-old son, there was about a two-year span where that's all he wanted, that's all right. he watched, that's all he played with. So Absolutely. good yeah. rankings there. Okay. Before a game, what music
20: are you listening to? Great question. I start off the morning with gospel. I wake up, I'm listening to gospel. You get my mind right. That's really every morning, but game day for sure. And then, yeah, it it turns up a little bit. I I, I got a game day playlist. It goes from anywhere from getting your mind right with some J. Cole, some Kendrick Lamar, Nipsey Hussle, but then it turns up, you know, it's a little oozy in there, you know. it's a. (laughs) it's a lot a lot of fast be you know new rappers gunner and stuff like that so we're pretty much whatever everybody's listening to in the locker room but I, I go from like something that's real like uh what's what's the word i'm looking for conscious trying to get your mind right you know in the mode for like trying to get something done To all right let's just turn up get to, get you you know what I'm saying, your blood pumping get the juices flowing you got to do that yeah. for
10: sure okay describe your very first car
20: Right, my very first car, man. So I had dreams of, you know, candy paint, trying to put some fours, you know, some on my car. But nah, like my first one was a Ford Explorer, older model. Like had to be like '98, and uh, you know, I had and I and I didn't really even get it till I went to college. When I went to Stanford, because high school I drove like my parents' car. Yeah, well, no, what was that? Oh, Okay, well, I mean, that's my parents' car. It was a, uh, it was a Ford Expedition, but I don't really count that because it wasn't theirs. I'm talking about the first one I got. Actually, okay, okay, used okay. Use my little stipend check to get. It was a Ford Explorer. It had to be like a '98, '99. Terrible. You know what I'm Older model. Got what I could. I, uh, I'm so Houston. I put some 12s in there. Put some beat. So I'm in Stanford, beat banging everybody. Oh yeah, Mike's from Houston. I got your Slim Thug <laughs> playing uh, Zero J. I mean J Dog. It was crazy, man. Out there in Palo Alto. Bang. That's
10: perfect. That's great, man. Okay, if you were not
20: an NFL player right now, what would your career be? What would you be doing? Man, it's that that's a great thing. Probably uh somewhere in like business, either doing like commercial real estate or or some type of investment, or even what I'll keep it even light, but serious, because I could have minored in this at Stanford acting. <laughs> I was I I had opportunities to act obviously sports you know that uh was probably the career you know the path i took but that opportunities there did you uh did you ever act in any plays or anything <laughs> yeah it's a funny thing i started in one play my junior year It got like a lot of traction at stanford college year, up I... to my pro day oh go ahead i'm sorry no was it in college your junior year yeah or... in college yeah Awesome. okay what well, what play was it <laughs> it was a, it was like dark comedy or dark humor it was uh what was it killer joke Killer Joe, they, they actually had a movie with, uh, wasn't it, Matthew McConaughey? Like, he yeah. like, started the movie, but, like, it's dark humor. But I changed the whole concept of the movie by starring in it, and it was like a, a school hit and whatnot. But I do have one regret. Trained for Pro Day, I had the opportunity to star in The Color Purple, the uh, musical play. Sure, yeah. At Stanford, and, you know, they wanted me to do it. Like, the whole campus wanted me to do it. And I turned it down. I was like, nah, I got to focus on pro day. I'm trying to, you know, find a way to get drafted. Uh, you know, ended up going undrafted, so it really didn't matter. But the reason why I regret it is because Oprah Winfrey actually came to campus, helped put on a production, and I'm like, all right. I turned down the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And that could have been a part of some even, you know what I'm saying, like greater and probably would have still took the took my path to try to get to the NFL anyway. So, yeah, I, I regret that.
10: I don't know if she won it, but I know she she was nominated for an Oscar for when she was in that movie, right? Oh, absolutely.
20: Yeah, absolutely.
10: that's wow. That's wow. Wa- so you're in, what was it, Killer Joe? Killer Joe. Well, what else before that were you in any plays in high school or anything? Oh yeah,
20: I was at, I was <laughs> I was in plays in high school. Yeah, a couple couple plays and took theater, took a bunch of theater classes at Stanford. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's pretty cool. I, they wanted me to minor minor in it or like major in it, but that that just wasn't yeah it wasn't a path I took. I think that's great, man. Did you sing at all? Like, did y'all do musicals too? Or I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I probably could have, and that's kind of another reason why I didn't <laughs> do, do the color purple. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sing, but I probably could have. That's all, I say you. I say you figure out a way to keep
10: pursuing that avenue. You know, right. take advantage right. of the because uh, the, there's you gotta, there's got to be some connections here. Oh, you never manifold. know. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You never know. You might see me in something. <laughs> I, I, I doubt. I don't doubt that I would. I think that's cool, man. Okay, let's wrap it up. Last thing that you cooked,
20: what is it? Ooh, I mean, my wife, she might see this and be like, no, he's lying, he's lying. But uh, <laughs> uh, the last thing I cooked was probably breakfast for my daughter on an off day or something during training camp. Like probably made her some eggs and <laughs> some 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 grits or something like some oatmeal or something like that. But just cooking, unfortunately, like, well, no, great for me, but unfortunately for my wife, I mean, she, she takes, like, the the load for that. You know, <laughs> like she, she does most of the heavy lifting with that. And, you know, I just try to make sure that everything else is set. You know, I'll clean. I'll, I'll do everything else Get keep the kids occupied. And, you know, let her bring that home.
4: That is a really fun guy to do 12 questions with. There's no doubt about it. Appreciate those two for joining the show. Appreciate Deepy and Eric Smith of the Vikings and Mark and Paul Allen of the Vikings. And to all of you for listening, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow. See you then, everybody. And as always, Go Texans! Oh. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610.
17: What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Light in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, We are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
15: Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss. Such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next Gen Stats, powered by AWS. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza. And did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza. The best football, Papa John's Houston. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. Houston's veteran
1: sports director, Randy McElboy, and KPRC2 Sports. All over the teams you love. The only station was Sports Sunday. A weekly show featuring an in-depth look at the sports world. Plus, Texans game day. A weekly one-on-one with a Texans head coach. And Houston's longest-running high school football show, Friday Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from the sidelines of the week's biggest high school matchups. KPRC2, Houston's home for all things sports.
10: Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender.
7: Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans here with my good friend, Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV.
10: For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com bullying. If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun.